0: Yo. I'll bring it back. Here's what you've missed on the bright side. I'm so
1: excited our guest is in here for Dawu Sani from Orang Laut Singapore. <laughs> That's right. He's a fourth generation Orang uh, Laut or Orang Pulao, right? So we're going to clarify on those different terminations. Um, here on the show for today and he's going to share about the rich heritage, the culture, the traditions of the Orang Laut. Welcome to the show.
2: Hello. Thank you for having me guys. And Really, really happy to see you guys. I know I've seen you guys a lot on Facebook Live. So <laughs> to be here is really, really crazy for me.
0: <laughs> mm. Hey, we're so excited to learn more about Orang Laut. I, for one, am new to this movement. So tell us who are the Orang Laut, and can you share with us the history?
2: Sure, just a little caveat um, to anyone listening. I am not a historian, so this is based on my research and my interests, my passions as well, and of course my lineage. So the Orang um uh, basically we are indigenous groups in Singapore. We do have a few tribes. We look into the Orang Kalang, which is situated at um, the mouth of Singapore River, the Orang Galam, the Orang Sleta situated in Singapore, in between Singapore and Johor Strait. Mm. And also we have the Orang Salat, which where my family is. Actually connected with um, So the Orang are Basically mostly The Southern Islanders Connected to Riau Islands As well And um, But we do have other terms as well that we call ourselves, which is the Orang Pulau, hmm. um, specifically Orang Pulau Semakau, because my family comes from Pulau Sumakau itself, hmm. and we do have um, you know other islanders surrounding it, which is Pulau Saking, um, if you look at uh, Pulau Sudong as well, so they do have specific uh, knowledge, specific skills that they have um, from different islands and um, different livelihoods as well so it's really interesting as a deep deeper into like, you know, delve deeper into what the Orang Pulau communities are and their livelihoods. Um, I learned so much about myself and also about them as well.
1: Wow. When did this journey, you know, begin for you uh, to, to really, really find out about your lineage, you know, and also about all these communities? Are you in touch with any of these other, you know, Orang Pulau communities here in Singapore?
2: Well, I, I grew up visiting Pulau Smakao a lot because of my grandfather and my grandmother. And, um... I think how I really started doing all of the things because um, I'm not sure if you guys know Pelos Macau today is a landfill.
1: Yes it is. And
2: uh, unfortunately it is known only as a landfill by most of my friends and the people I've spoken to. So I realised that there are narratives that we need to uncover and share. Mm. And uh, I grew up you know, looking at Pulau Semakau as this beautiful island. Um, I visited it a lot and I heard so many stories about the island itself and I get to experience that, right? So I want to share that. I want to reclaim this narrative that it's more than a landfill and it's not only Pulau Semakau. There are beautiful islands surrounding Singapore. There, Singapore is made out of 64 islands, by the way. I so. did
0: not know that. <laughs> Interesting because we were just talking about islands, islands earlier this morning. The country with okay. the most number of islands and some people guess Singapore. Actually, when I say some people, I say me. <laughs> so 64 is Nothing compared to Sweden's <laughs> 221 over thousand yeah. islands. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I didn't realize that so many of these islands actually had you know early Singapore life and roots. Uh, as for yourself, and you know, growing up, you can you paint a picture of what Pulau Sumakau was like for you growing up.
2: Pulau Sumakau is made out of three parts: there's Tanjung Rumes, Tanjung Penyalai, and Kampung Tengah in wow. the middle. Okay. So I think at speak, it has about one point two people, living there, one about two thousand people. Mm. Sorry, more, more about 2, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. one for two thousand. wow. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh gosh. Okay. Yeah, um, I think uh, my great-grandmother used to live there mm-hmm. and um, Pulau Samakau how do I share with you how it looks like or paint you a picture? So imagine, you know, a long stretch of beach um, and uh, little houses lining up the beach as well. So at the corner of the um, at the corner, right, there is a mangrove as well. Mm-hmm. So the mangrove, it is believed that there is a protector. So the protector is actually a crocodile. Uh, it, is, it is believed that it is not a crocodile, but it's a makeshift entity that protects the space. So um, it is not only about the space, it's also about the folklores, the beliefs that are in place as well, um, the kind of things that I love to do such as foraging so mm-hmm. I would actually go out with my grandparents during low tide to in search of uh, you know spider conch uh, we call it siput ranga yeah so siput ranga is essentially this Really nice seaport. You boil it with seawater. You consume it with just a little bit of sambal, mm. and that's it. You know the freshness of it. You get it you, nowhere else. So I grew up, you know, consuming really fresh seafood, um, being exposed to the flora and fauna of the island. Um, so. I I consider myself privileged in that sense because I I don't see my nurses or people within the the younger age group being exposed to nature as much as I did. And that's just a pity, actually.
1: Mm. And it's also the idea, you know, we we take for granted in Singapore that we do have quite a rich uh, biodiversity, right? And you got to experience it firsthand. And yeah, a lot of us take it for granted. What year was this for Daoos?
2: I'm guessing my age? Yeah,
1: (laughs)
0: no, no, for our listeners, (laughs) you look very young and I'm like, wow, how long ago was this in the 70s? Probably not the 70s, but 80s, 90s In the know, 90s actually Samakao was still like that In the 90s Because yeah. we were so used To modernization In the 90s already yeah. Hardly saw any island life Except for maybe Sentosa yeah. And Pulau Ubin yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the one That most people are familiar with Pulau Ubin yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, St. John's Island Kusu Island But uh, you know, to hear this from you Is so fascinating In fact, we're going to be uh, Jumping on Facebook as well For more of our chat With Fadawus Sunny From Orang Laut Singapore So join us on Facebook.com Slash 1FM 91.3 Back with
1: more in a bit we were just on Facebook Live talking about, you know, the food of the Orang Lao. We asked you what is your favourite Orang lao dish. And you mentioned puffer fish. Mm. That you guys even catch it, even know how to prepare it safely. And you consume every part of it, minus the poison. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us a bit more about that? And also you mentioned uh, your second favourite dish is uh, sotong hitam.
2: Yeah. Okay, we'll start with the puffer fish. Um, I think for the puffer fish, the the way it's cooked, it it is laborious and you need a lot of skills doing it to remove the poison you need skilled individuals uh, to, to relocate the poison, the poison sack, basically. Mm. And my uncle is one of the individuals who know how to do it. Um, and not many of us know how to do it in the mm. family. So that actually scares me because what if, you know, he passes on because he's he's actually in his 60s already. Um, so that scares me. This would you knowledge. learn it? How I to would, prepare? but we don't have access to a lot of puffer fish. Ah. So, you know, you need access to be able to practice. Okay. Yeah, you so need
0: a special license or so, I think, in Singapore now for that. oh is it yeah.
2: yeah i think to 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 sell it you need special license also to prepare it um most of the time it's actually imported from japan yeah um so it's safer for you know um consumption mm-hmm. but i think our family members we have been doing it for longer time thankfully we haven't died <laughs> <laughs> so.
1: yes you're alive and well and how do you prepare this puffer fish is it in like a, like a lemak or like you know
2: is it fried deep fried uh, we call it the karabu. Mm. Um, because there's a lot of drying involved in it. Okay. Um, it takes about four to six hours just to cook uh, puntal, the oh. yeah, puntal, which is puffer fish.
0: Okay. Yeah. And so a lot of amazing dishes from the Orang Laut. Uh, can you tell us what it was like transitioning from the islands? Your family grew up on Pulau Sumakao. What was it like moving back to the main island?
2: From my grandparents perspective, so my grandfather uh, was asked to leave in thousand nine hundred and seventy seven so less than a month he told his family, which is you know my mom, my uncle's uh, <laughs> The city's air is not for him. So mm. he went back at sea. So at, his, at a point he was about in his 60s, really? 60s? So um, what he did was he lived on Pulau Macau by himself. And he managed to convince my grandmother who later followed him. Oh. Um, and he lived there on and off for about um, 20-odd years or so, up to the 90s. So that is why I got the privilege to visit the island a lot um, mm. in the 90s.
0: So how many people were there on the island when your grandfather moved
2: back? Um, Just him. Oh, wow. (laughs) And then your grandma
1: at one point, right? Yeah. Yeah. But well, you know, at his website, the one that you found out, sg, there are all these incredible photos uh, from your family. You know, I see photos of your grandparents, the wonderfully long jetty that was really, I think, like the the heartbeat of, you know, the community because that's where all the goods come in, the fishermen's boat will all be from there, launched out. Really incredible stuff. Please, everyone, do log on to the website to check it out. For Dallas, how big is the oranglaut
0: community here in Singapore, would you say?
2: I think I've been asked this question before. Mm. Um, the thing is, I don't know whether we can quantify it. Unfortunately, because you know, when we lose a certain space, we also lose a certain sort of identity.
0: Yeah, the culture but, and the heritage that goes with it, right?
2: Exactly. So, do we relate to ourselves to the term orang laut? I don't think there is active community members. Uh, there are individuals who are at West Coast Park or Pasir Panjang who are still going out at sea. Mm. But uh, these are you know family members, people that we know of um, who are still practicing okay. uh, these traditions. But the thing is they come in small numbers they of age as well, in their 60s uh, to late 70s. Um, and, and people within my age, the next generation or the next generation after, we don't have access uh, to these places. And also, somehow, our sort of um, focus, right, is work basically trying mm-hmm. to adapt in the city and make, make sure that we're able to you know, sustain ourselves in the city. So I think um, making sure that we're able to conserve our heritage is really important for us mm-hmm. um, and how can we salvage um, our identity is also one of the things that we are trying to push for as well.
0: So tell us about uh, the home-based food delivery program you guys have for Daos.
2: So the weekend deliveries that we have, they are cooked by my mom and my aunt. Um, so these individuals used to live uh, on Pulau Macau and they learned these recipes from a great grandmother. So they are limited quantities. Um, we use food as a vehicle to share our narratives. So usually, when you have our food, there will come a little, you come with like a little pamphlet that talks about where the food sources comes from and how you used to catch them, mm-hmm. and what kind of narratives behind every morsel, even you know. Mm-hmm. So we try our best to share this narrative through food uh, because we feel that Singaporeans are foodies, they love food, and this is our easiest way to actually like share with them our narrative.
0: Yeah, I'm on your website at oranglau.sg and uh, when you click on the food tab, it says ikut hati kau. What does that mean?
2: <laughs> it says follow your heart. Okay. Uh, that's what it means. So basically, ikut hati kau, this is a common phrase that you would, list, you would hear from my mom, you know, basically how you cook. Um, I'll ask my mom how much of salt do you eat. <laughs> and she's <was> like, Iko ati kau lah. It's
0: always the parents that do
2: that, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, just, uh, just you know, The aga, as aga as well. can uh, Yeah, it, yeah right? just Whatever. my grandma. And, and they make it seem like, why you don't know? Just like that yeah, so yeah, One yeah. pinch, two pinch, one <laughs> tablespoon. Uh, around uh, that. Uh, one bijit uh, One uh, bijit. Uh, <laughs> uh, how many onions? Two <laughs> That must
0: have made learning how to cook very difficult for you,
2: right? Exactly. It's always like, Iko ati kau And also it applies to the food <laughs> as well, right? So I always tell, ask them, like, how do you pair the food with, like, there's have so many different things. Like, we have the sotong hitam pedas then you have the ulam as well, you have the ikan kering So, it's like, how do I eat it? Like, um, is there a proper way? You know, mm-hmm. because I want to write it on the website, is there a proper way, recommended way? And because this, these are all questions that are coming in as well. Yeah. And then basically, I used to tell you, I think, oh, just follow your heart like. Just, just <laughs> no. see what you feel like. You think. You've become <laughs> your mom.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You need to get a recording of her saying it, and then uh, you just play it. Like, anytime I have a question, just play it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, what else do you want to share with um, our listeners today about Orang Laut?
2: Um, I think what is important is that we need to acknowledge there are subcultures within the Malay culture as well. Mm -hmm. And um, I think we need to somehow celebrate digital cultures, subcultures, and um, there are many different stories, like for me, what we try to do is to unearth all these stories from the southern islands, um, but I do hope that you know there are more descendants coming in uh, and and share some of these amazing stories I've heard of from my great grandfathers um, and also not only within the Malay community, but also the wider community as well, right? Mm. So I'm, I'm sure like the individuals, um, um, such as a friend of mine who recently rediscovered her heritage and she tells she told me like, hey, I'm actually Hokkien and I, I'm, I'm like trying to follow up with my lineage. And I think that was so interesting because she was telling me a lot of different stories about her grandmother as well. So, you know, I hope more and more individuals are reclaiming their narratives like what we are trying to do um, and yeah let's celebrate each other's differences yeah <laughs> it's building
0: a beautiful tapestry together I mean collectively we've got all these beautiful stories you know of culture and heritage and food most importantly so much to discover about Singapore so thank you so much for joining us today for Dawus, we wish you all the best where can people find you aside from your website oranglawood.sg mm. you can
2: follow us on Instagram oranglawood.sg okay following yeah. now follow following now <laughs> we want to follow
0: you on a tour because there's food yes. huh? there's the orang laut food <laughs> 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 alright thanks for those. The Bright Side with Carol and Lavinia every weekday morning 6 to 10 a.m. on 1FM 91.3